Welcome to Worldview, a foreign affairs podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Dave McKechnie, standing in this week for Chris Dooley. It's less than three years since a historic peace deal ended a 52-year war between the Colombian state and FARC guerrillas. Over 200,000 people were killed in that war, and 7 million more were displaced. Today, the peace process is still taking root. Nobody said peace would be easy. But two weeks ago, on August 29th, Colombians were shocked to see a video message from the jungle appearing on YouTube. No es una bandera derrotada ni vencida. Featuring several former FARC commanders dressed in camouflage and brandishing assault rifles. In the video, former FARC commanders Ivan Marquez and Jesus Santrich accused the government of not living up to its commitments under the peace deal and declared their return to arms. To talk about the threat posed by dissidents in the peace process, the peace deal's difficult implementation and the continuing challenge posed by the drug trade, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Armelia Archila, Presidential Councillor for Stabilisation in Colombia and one of the key people in charge of implementing the peace deal. Councillor Archila, you're very welcome to Dublin and the Irish Times. Thank you so much for the, for the invitation. Good morning. If we could just start with that video that appeared from the dissidents announcing a new offensive, including FARC's former second-in-command, Ivan Marquez, it seemed to catch many people in the country by surprise. Was the government expecting something like that to happen? Uh, and it didn't surprise us. The people in the video are people that uh, were not in the process. They were not in the process for a very long time. Iwas Marquez was out of the process at least 10 months ago. Uh, Santricha has left, uh, well, he, in fact, he escaped from, uh, from justice. El Paisa was uh, not in the process uh, uh, almost uh, one year ago. All of them had be, are being investigated because uh, they continue to narco-traffic uh, after the, the agreement. So it did not surprise us. Uh, we do not uh, believe that uh, it is uh, some uh, quotes uh, going back to arms. What we think is that uh, they continue uh, just uh, as narco-traffickers. It is, uh, it is something that uh, did not uh, surprise us. And uh, we were very uh, positively surprised by, uh, by the reaction of the FARC party. The FARC party uh, uh, rejected that action uh, immediately. They rejected it uh, in a very uh, definite manner. They uh, did not leave any space for people to think that, uh, that uh, um, almost 11,000 combatants that are within the, the process will follow them. So uh, it is... Uh, it is sad, but uh, I do not think that it is grave. Although this new group does seem small in number, I suppose they do have the capacity to be effective if they, if they were to team up with other dissidents as such, or, or perhaps um, with the LN, uh, the other left-wing guerrilla group that are, are still at large. Um, I suppose many people are concerned, despite, despite what you say, that in Colombia they're probably concerned that this is, is, the, is opening the way to a new conflict. Um, I do not think that uh, it is open. In, uh, I mean, it could be that uh, it will uh, open uh, to some violence and that we are uh, concerned. And uh, therefore, the President Duque had been uh, very clear that uh, the, uh, the public forces will uh, uh, catch them and bring them to, uh, to justice. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, I... We do not see any ideological or political uh, purpose for them. Uh, we do not see that uh, they are receiving 
uh, echo uh, amongst uh, the the, the ex-combatants. They did mention that they will try to uh, join with the ELN. Um, that will be difficult because uh, ELN is also narco-trafficking, and uh, it will be um, rare that uh, that they share the um, that they share the business. That has not been uh, the case, and uh, with other dissidents. Um, Particularly the ones that are uh, followed, uh, that follow Gentil Duarte, uh, Gentil Duarte, and them are bitter enemies uh, a long time ago. So that that is all. Uh, that is all. That will be also rare. One thing that uh, that we are concerned of uh, is they being hosted by Venezuela. That is something that uh, that that in fact creates uh, a, a concern because of the strengthening that uh, any um, narco narco uh, terrorists like them could get out of uh, being uh, protected by the Venezuelan regime. I know that uh, President Duque has, has spoken about this, and he has been very critical um, of uh, Nicolas Maduro. Would it would it work better to try to seek his cooperation in this matter, or is that an impossibility? That's absolutely impossible. Uh, we do not recognize uh, Maduro. We think that he is an, an imposter. We do not have uh, diplomatic relations with uh, with him. Uh, so and uh, um, it is obvious that he has been hosting not only these narco traffickers but uh, other narco traffickers and uh, gold smugglers uh, for a very long time. So uh, I, we do not expect him to correct his path at this moment. Now, as you say, uh, President Duque did respond to this um, an announcement by these, these dissidents. Um, we set up a special military unit to pursue them, and also there was an announcement the following day, I think, of, of um, a military operation that killed uh, 14 dissidents. It seems like the government has made up its mind that it will deal with this problem in, in this tough way. Is the public happy with that approach? It is not. Uh, it, that is uh, just uh, one side of it. The other side of it uh, is uh, President's Duque's commitment to continue to support uh, the ex-combats that are within the process. Uh, well, this is uh, a bunch of the, of, of, of uh, narco terrorists, as I uh, mentioned. Uh, we have, uh, in the other hand, uh, almost eleven thousand of uh, ex-FARC uh, combatants uh, that are, are uh, that continue to go in the process. That we continue to support. That President Duque has the uh, the a long long term uh, commitment we have been doing that in uh, in relation to all the guarantees that we granted them that is uh, political guarantees security guarantees a uh, socioeconomic uh, reincorporation the gathering of the of their families let me uh, point out that uh, we made up a very uh, detailed census in order to be able to to know the particularities of each one of the 11000 and then be able to give them the appropriate support. Uh, one of the questions that we asked in that uh, census uh, was uh, how they see their own future, and more than 75% of the ex-combats see their own future with optimism. That is, uh, I mean, I could bet that uh, it is uh, um, above the, the average, uh, average, uh, average, it's certainly above the Colombian average, 
So we um, we we think that uh, that is uh, the correct way to go to be severe with the ones that uh, want to go to narco trafficking, but uh, strongly support the those that uh, sincerely want to reintegrate. There's no disputing the success, obviously, of those cases. And as you say, there has been criticism among, I mean, certainly the former FARC leader, Timochenko, of, of these dissidents. But there have also been some complaints about the speed of of the assistance for the for the FARC who have left. Um, according to figures I've seen, about a third of them have found uh, work or received promised assistance with um, agricultural or small businesses so far. Is, is it difficult to put those commitments in place quickly enough? Um, everything that we do is difficult, <laughs> but uh, let me let me put this in uh, in context. As I mentioned, uh, it is uh, eleven thousand excombatants. If one uh, can figure that uh, that each one of them is member of a uh, four people family, this will be a fifty thousand fifty five thousand um, village. That will be a, a medium sized village in uh, in Colombia. We, at this moment, we have reached that, uh, we have accomplished that uh, more than 98% of them are within the financial system. We have reached that more than 95% of them are within the Colombian health system. More than 90% of them are already in the pension system. We have provided for uh, them, uh, amongst all kinds of uh, uh, economic supports, more than 600 economic endeavors. Uh, so if that was a, a, a medium-sized uh, town in, in Colombia, and uh, also for at least a third of them, we, we, the state is paying the rent, we are paying the, the uh, public services, we are paying the administration of the places where they live. And for all of them, we have extended the financial support. Uh, that is uh, 90% of the minimal wage uh, of a, a regular uh, Colombian. And we have extended that uh, without no time limit uh, as long as the individual is in in the recorporation process. So uh, if that is the case, uh, and I was the mayor of that uh, uh, small town, I will be the most popular mayor not only in Colombia, but in the world. So we want things to go faster, but uh, we are acting fast. Do you think that the timescale in the original agreement was unrealistic for, for some of these commitments? Definitely. Uh, not only in, in this area, but in all areas. Um, um, I mean, the, I, I don't know if uh, because of that they were uh, naive or they did not uh, uh, foresee uh, or um, uh, got that dimension of what they were talking about, but uh, uh, with uh, the reincorporation of these combats, with uh, <coughs> the stabilization of the huge areas that were affected by violence and, uh, and are actually uh, currently affected by poverty, uh, the, the timing that uh, that it was uh, promised to the Colombian people is definitely not the timing that it will take us to do the job. One of the issues, obviously, that is outstanding and continues to be um, a challenge for the country is security. This problem has existed, obviously, before you took office, but the government has been criticised, again, for, for, I suppose, the speed of, of getting into those those areas where FARC has left that are, have been occupied since by, by armed groups. Do you think that's an unrealistic objective to think that the government could have got into there by now? 
us in the government are responsible for security, and mm. uh, it is us who need to do what it is needed uh, to grant security to our people. We worked on that line uh, uh, extensively. I am responsible for the coordination of the protection of uh, ex-FARC uh, combatants and uh, the protection of uh, the members of the FARC party. I can tell you that uh, for FARC uh, members, I mean, there's like uh, two areas. Uh, there is those uh, that decided to go through a collective reincorporation, and uh, they are um, gathered in 24 places that you used to call ETSERES. For each one of those uh, 24 places, we have a whole battalion of the army uh, protecting the area. We have a whole battalion of uh, policemen and policewomen, that is 100 and 100 of them, and uh, giving security to the surrounding areas. That has been highlighted as positive by the uh, Security Council of the United Nations because uh, we have had no killings in, uh, in those areas. Then we have uh, like around uh, 8,000 ex-combatants elsewhere in the Colombian geography. And Colombia is huge, and uh, it has a very difficult uh, uh, geography. Notwithstanding the, uh, the difficulty, we um, have a coordination amongst uh, all the entities in, uh, that have some responsibility of security. Um, and uh, we um, have a lot of uh, measures uh, to enhance protection for the ex-combatants. We meet every 15 days, uh, every two weeks, to follow up uh, the intelligence uh, alerts so that we can react uh, to threats. We have uh, a special unit in the in the protection entity of the of Colombia. We have a, a, we have a special unit that deals just with protection of ex-combatants that are threatened. We have at this moment uh, more than 200 protection schemes in place for them, and uh, no one that has uh, claimed that he is uh, he or she is threatened had been uh, had been killed. So. We hope that, uh, we, we expect that, uh, I mean, that, that to have no incidents, uh, but uh, we are doing almost everything that we can and we'll continue to do that in order to give them protection. Uh, we also work uh, very intensively to give protection to the FARC party uh, facing the, 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 the coming uh, local elections. And speaking of local elections, they are obviously coming up at the end of October. And reports this week said that seven um, candidates in those elections had been killed within the space of a month. How do you give reassurance for those running for office? Uh, when um, President Duque and the Ministry of uh, Foreign uh, for Politics uh, announced uh, the protection uh, operation for the October election, they mentioned that we would have a special chapter for the protection of the FARC candidates. And uh, uh, that is uh, something that uh, I am responsible for the coordination of. Uh, we issued uh, two weeks ago the specific measures of uh, protection for the FARC candidates that embraces uh, a lot of uh, activities um, um, going uh, from a uh, non-stigmatization uh, uh, workshops in the towns where they are 
to um, a very strong um, um, police protection and uh, everything that goes uh, from one to, to the other. Mm, uh, that is uh, be, that has been uh, um, received w gr uh, gratefully by the, the FARC party, and we have had uh, no incident affecting a uh, FARC candidate. But obviously, that it is an outstanding issue in the country. The question of security of social leaders um, and the number, the numbers of, I think some some 500 activists and community kill uh, community leaders have been killed since the peace deal was signed. That's obviously might not be your direct responsibility, but it is an issue for the government, of course. Yes, and uh, the, um, one thing is that uh, I mean it, it is an issue that uh, Colombia needs to work on. It is definitely not something that uh, that appeared after the uh, the signing of the agreements. It had been uh, there, and uh, it did not. Uh, it was not in haste uh, since we were in office. Uh, it is a phenomenon that we uh, inherited, and we inherited with responsibility. Uh, the figures show that uh, um, that there have been. Uh, diminishing in the attacks against uh, against them and uh, definitely we need to continue to work on that line just uh, speaking of our armed groups could go back to um, the start of this year the government cut off talks with the other um, left-wing guerrilla group that we mentioned the ELN uh, after a car bomb in Bogota killed um, 21 people in a in a police cadet um, station um, despite that atrocity is there is there a case to be made for continuing to seek disarmament of the ELL and, and, and perhaps reopening talks? Uh, I am not the spokesman uh, mm. for the talks we with the, with the ELN, that is uh, Miguel Ceballos and, and the president. The way that we see it is that uh, President Duque, uh, once he took off, uh, he announced that uh, he will take uh, 90 days in order to analyze what had happened during the, the time of, the, of those talks. Uh, um, the um, President Duque came to the conclusion that uh, during that time uh, the killings had had uh, increased, that the kidnappings had increased. So they, uh, we they, uh, asked them to release uh, the uh, people that uh, had been uh, that are uh, kid being kidnapped. Uh, they did not. And the way that they responded was uh, with a criminal attack to uh, uh, to a school where people were uh, were learning. It was not a military f facility, so uh, we do not consider that uh, there are conditions at this moment uh, to talk to the ELN. Uh, turning to the to the peace deal, um, now President Tuke was a critic of of the deal, and he promised to modify it when it when he came into office. Um, now he did raise objections to the special tribunal set up. Uh, to administer justice, um, and although those objections were rejected by the Constitutional Court, critics do say that the tribunal has been damaged a little bit by those challenges, and and that the peace process has has slowed down as a result of that. What do you what do you say to that? I don't think that those are critics. I think that that's uh, those are politi politicians, and uh, obviously this is a. We are the government. We have an opposition. The opposition uh, can make the, their argument. Um, 
the uh, the six objections were objections uh, uh, that did not go to the heart of the of the system. They uh, wouldn't have affected uh, the operation of the transitional uh, justice. They would have just uh, made it uh, some procedural aspects uh, clearer. President Duque is a man of law. He uh, truly believed uh, those that, that those provisions. Uh, if accepted, uh, would have uh, improved the possibility of the help to do uh, their job uh, correctly. We lost, and he signed uh, the bill in less than 72 hours. So we uh, fully support uh, the activity of the of the transitional justice. We are budgeting them with all the resources that they asked for. We have been very respectful of their independence. We have not uh, interfered in any of the cases that uh, that they have started. So what uh, what we expect uh, from the transitional justice is that uh, they do their job. They do it uh, as um, um, as fast as uh, as possible, so that uh, we can all gain confidence in the, in what the result of uh, of the transitional justice. Now, one of your roles is is to implement, obviously, the implementation of, of local development plans, uh, I believe, um, that were created by the peace deal. C can you tell me about that? There, you have many, many that you have to choose from. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, I, I, one area uh, that I uh, think that will be, um, I mean, really relevant for, uh, for Colombia. We have... Uh, 170 municipalities that uh, were identified as the most affected by violence and they are the most affected by poverty at this moment. They are grouped in 16 areas and uh, for each one of these areas uh, we went to a process of uh, a very participative way of identifying their needs. It is uh, 6.5 million people, more than 200,000 people participated directly in the uh, workshops uh, where they discussed their necessities, they prioritized their necessities. They did that on a municipal level and then on a regional level. And when we came to office, just two of those had been finished. We have finished all 16. And now, uh, us as a country, we have the challenge to uh, implement that, uh, that planning so that uh, the differences between uh, those places of the country and the rest of the country uh, are erased and uh, that we get rid of the conditions that uh, fueled uh, the violence for such a long time. But that is obviously a gigantic task and, and, and it seems that, that that is probably the challenge, the biggest challenge in Colombia is, is it not to, to eradicate poverty and, and, and maybe get some better institutions in those regions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was uh, it was foreseen to be a ten to fifteen years um, challenge in the agreements, and in fact, as you mentioned, it it is a uh, such a huge uh, objective that it will in fact uh, take us the, the ten to fifteen years. We have to taken the, the the steps. We finished the identification of the of the necessities. Uh, we have provided for a, a long-term roadmap uh, in uh, our national development uh, plan law. 
We have hired uh, the consultants that uh, will support us in the uh, defining, uh, I mean, in technically defining that uh, that roadmap. We have focused uh, a lot of resources in, in order to comply with uh, with those necessities. Uh, just uh, just uh, the resources that my office administers. Uh, we have in this moment. Uh, we are executing. Um, 300 million euros uh, for the completion of uh, of those um, of those necessities that is more than uh, twice the full amount of the european support to the whole process and uh, we, we will continue to to go in that direction uh now obviously you've committed a, a huge funding to these areas um at the same time i read that you know some agencies established to uh, create to establish the rural provi provisions are having their budgets cut um, considerably in 2020, and 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 some other cuts um, to some other mechanisms. Is fund is funding an issue for to put in place these agreements? Yes, I mean the the fact that uh, that we have signed the the agreement, that the fact that we are conscious of uh, the priority that uh, we need to give to this the development of these areas, does not mean that we have more resources. It will not be uh, fair to look at uh, the reduction in their budget. You need to have a look at how we are treating those agencies in comparison to the rest of the, of the government. And uh, definitely the resources that we are devoting to implementation of this plan that we call the PEDET plan you know, are huge. Um, we issued uh, a compass document uh, two days ago. This is a compass document. Is the uh, the documents uh, for long-term uh, policies in in Colombia? It is uh, the education uh, compass. And uh, if one looks at the the, uh, the, the education compass, uh, you can find that uh, we are privileging uh, rural areas, and within rural areas, we are privileging these uh, 170 municipalities. And that is the way that uh, we are acting in uh, all fronts of all policies. We are having budget uh, constraints, the country, but uh, we are within those restraints. We are con we are still privileging uh, the objective of uh, those 170 municipalities. The question of the coca leaf is is a huge issue and, and attracts international attention too, and is obviously one of the main drivers behind uh, violence and, and armed groups in rural areas. Last year, um, the amount of land used for production reached an all-time high. Now, the government is be believed to be considering aerial fumigation, um, again, to go alongside its crop substitution program. Is, is that the case? Um, I know that aerial fumigation was, was banned in the past by the Constitutional Court. Um, and a drug trafficking is a cancer for the world. And uh, we need uh, not only Colombia, we need uh, every country uh, to uh, go against uh, drug trafficking. We need uh, countries to reduce consuming con the, the, con the, um, the use uh, of cocaine. And we need uh, uh, all the tools in order to attack the production of, the, of coca. One of, uh, of the areas in which we need to attack uh, the production of coca is uh, the raw material that is, uh, uh, that is uh, the coca plant. We received uh, 200,000 hectares of uh, coca plants. That is a lot of coca. And we received uh, 
uh, um, a situation in which year by year the, the number of hectares was increasing. Uh, President Duque's policy uh, against uh, coca um, uh, calls for the use of uh, all possible means in order to attack uh, the coca plantations. That is voluntary substitution, that is forced eradication, and once we reach uh, the standards that the Constitutional Court had set, we will use uh, aerial spray in the appropriate areas with the appropriate care. Um, due to the combination of, uh, of uh, uh, all forms of, uh, of uh, um, attack uh, against uh, the coca crops, we stopped increasing. Uh, we had had a, um, a sequence of uh, seven years in which each year we had more uh, coca uh, area areas. Uh, and um, last year was the first year when uh, that tendency uh, changed, and it is now in the way of... Uh, of going to, to reduction, so I believe that uh, the strategy is proving to be effective. Finally, Councillor, could you tell us what, what you want the international community uh, to do to help support this implementation? You're here in Europe and you're here in Ireland, obviously, at the moment. What uh, are you seeking, what help are you seeking from the international community? Uh, one, uh, I mean, uh, we've been uh, we've been uh, supported by the international community. Um, <clears throat> the, um, Iris uh, uh, had been with us. Uh, I have uh, uh, permanent talks with uh, your ambassador. She's a wonderful ambassador in, in Bogota. We have had um, uh, experts coming from uh, Ireland uh, to Colombia to share their experience. Uh, it was uh, a one-week uh, work, very intensive. They were very generous. Um, we need uh, the international community to know in detail uh, the orientation of our policy, the policy of President Duque of peace with legality, to um, know that after one year uh, we have uh, reached uh, more results than have than the ones that had been uh, achieved uh, in the previous 25 months. To uh, continue to be confident that we will comply with the agreements and that. Uh, the line that we are setting for the uh, implementation in future years, uh, years is the correct one. And uh, also to be aware that uh, it is not something that uh, will that can be finished uh, in a couple of years. It will take us the 10 to 15 years. And we need uh, the international community to keep on standing by our, our side. Emilio Artila, thank you for coming into the Irish Times. Yep. Thank you very much. That's all we have time for this week. Thanks to producer Declan Conlon and thank you for listening.